What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right, guys. I really wanted to talk about $8 gas, but I have something better. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) $8 gas is crazy. You had that story uh, all set up for yesterday, but we haven't had a What You Need to Know in a few days. I know. And then this come out. So I, you know, the Dodgers are going to play. So game six and hopefully game seven. And if you want to be around a good environment, a good vibe, you need to be at Dodger Stadium. Obviously, they won't be there, but you could be around other Dodger fans. And for $50, which I think is actually pretty great, you get a Dia de los Muertos bobblehead. You get $20 of loaded concession value, and you get your parking. I was like, hey, that's not bad, because parking alone there is like $30. Yeah, it's expensive. And you get a bobblehead, and you get $20 on concession value. I'm I'm kind of with that. I work. Can't be there. But if you guys want to be around a good environment, go to Dodger Stadium. Have fun with I, other Dodger fans. I feel like we should do uh, Dia de los Muertos. Maybe not. It may be too soon now. But next year, non-COVID in theory, when we're all back like mm-hmm. this normal, we should have someone paint Kaplan's face for Dia de los Muertos. I would love that. That'd be great. And my, my chest. Why your chest? Yeah, why know. your chest? I don't know. I'll just, I figure that's kind of like a bigger surface to work on, you know? No, Take my shirt man. off, shave myself down. No one wants a, to see that. Make a really nice, like, No, the whole know, point canvas. is to paint your, your face. face. I know, but then you paint the face on my whole torso. I think it'd be really cool. No. You want them to do, like, art on your chest is yeah. what you want? As yeah. opposed to actually doing it on your face? Yeah. And, and they can do it on my face, too. Oh. <laughs> that'll get replayed. Yeah, that'll definitely get replayed. Let me ask everybody a question, though. And, Laura, you you bring up an interesting thing. You know, the the team is cross-country, and they're not home. And, you know, fans love to congregate with other fans. I don't know if the Dodgers have high expectations for something like this. I mean, because you have to staff it, and you got to have security, and you got to have, you know, concessionaires and so on and so forth. What do you guys think? In a a ballpark that will hold 53,000, How many people would show up to watch the game that's played in Atlanta on the video boards at Dodger Stadium because they want the vibe, the environment, they want to be around other fans? It sounds like Laura watched the game in a parking lot. I was going to say uh, the parking lot was lit last year. I remember that. That was crazy. My little video went viral. Thanks, Adano. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man, it's going to be busy. I've actually, um, I think they did this. For another game as well. And it was crazy busy. So, look, when (sighs) 53,000, I definitely think they're going to do a good 30, maybe. So, I I think it's going to be darn impressive because I got at least half. Yeah. That's a thing, though, Cap. Like, that's a thing now. I mean, I remember when I watched the Cavs in the NBA Finals in 2016, we watched all the away games at the arena and it was packed. Like there were people, the tickets for it were free and people were selling them to Mm -hmm. a watch party for like $200. And I know why Cap is skeptical about it because his teams don't get this far. Well, no, it's not really yeah, that. I'm not it's used just, to that. It, no, it's it's not really mm-hmm. that. It, and by the way, you're right. I mean, for 20 years living in San Diego, I mean, I've never experienced anything like this. I mean, maybe a first round of a playoff series for the for the Padres, but I mean, the excitement around the Dodgers and to get to this point and to have that yeah. kind of performance yesterday and to keep this season going, it's exciting. But 
I got to say, like, I would never go to something like this. Just like when you were talking about the parking lot, because I remember you and I talking about this last year, I would, I would never go to something like that. So I wonder, Why wouldn't you go, though? I'm curious. Just, it's just not my thing. So if your yeah. best friend invited you to his house to watch the game and have a watch party, you're going to say no? No, that's, that's different, though. No, but that's like, more intimate. I'm with you. I would. The, uh, the, the reason stadium I ask, is my best friend. You know, it's, the, it's a vibe. The reason, the reason I ask is because I, I, well, I also don't love being around huge glumps of people if, if it's unnecessary. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> glumps. Um, but I, it, like, I have been. I look. I have lived all around the country. I have seen these events all around the country. Um, a lot of these teams do it, and it, I've gone to one. Um, and that was pretty much it. And I was like, nah, I'm never doing this again. Ooh, what like, team? I don't remember. Uh, well, oh, it was an NBA Finals uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Actually, no, was it an NBA Finals? I'm curious because I think, like, every team has different type of fans. And LA, we're, man, we're no, just a whole it. vibe. Laura, you know? I just don't think that. I'm with Kaplan, though. I just don't think that's for everybody. Like, I'd rather watch. Honestly, I'd rather watch the game at my house every day. You know what Seriously. I'm saying? Like, like I, I would, I mean, granted, uh-huh. if, you're t- <laughs> if you're telling me I can go to like a game seven or something, okay, uh-huh. you know what I mean? That's different. But like, I don't know, like stadiums are a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta be real with you. I just, I, I just can't imagine. And look, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody else who does it. Do your thing, dude. But like for me, if there's a two teams and they're playing on the field and I'm standing there right. and I'm watching it, then I'm okay, I'm in. But you're watching it on the screen? I can right. watch it from my house. And look, I, I applaud the Dodgers or any franchise that pulls this thing off. Sure. People want to go. They sell concessions when they, the stadium yeah. would be closed. Um, you know, they're giving away bobbleheads that were probably sitting in a promotional closet that they got to get rid of that they don't want to store. I mean, I'm just I'm just guessing this stuff out. But- no, no, no. From the team's perspective, it makes all the sense in the world to do it. Like, I am not debating that. I'm just talking about my personal preference for it. I have zero desire to be at a game. I did it once, and I'm trying to. I don't. It was in Miami. I don't remember what the event was. I don't think it was an NBA Finals because I would have been there. But like, it, it just. I've done it. It's just like me. Like, and then the place was packed. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. The only time, the only other time I've been at one of those kind of things, and it wasn't a game. Mm-hmm. It was when LeBron, Wade, and Bosh signed, and they had that oh. big party. No, that there. doesn't count. That doesn't but that's count. not a game, right? That's not, not me watching game. on the video board. That game. is me literally standing in front of these dudes as they're coming up off a stage off the gra- off the out of the earth. It's because like, y'all celebrities. I'm a regular folk person, you know. So we. <laughs> no, but but, I, I, that. but that's different to Lindsay's point. That is not a game. Like if I want to watch a game and it's on the road and there's no teams to Kaplan's point playing in front of me, I'm gonna watch that. I'm going to watch that thing from home. Well, let me tell you guys, I, I, a couple weeks ago when the Browns played the Chargers in SoFi, and as spectacular as SoFi is and as incredible as the video board is above the field, I really left that game and I was like, so I know it was a really close game and I know it came down to the wire, but in terms of like really knowing what happened during the game, I don't feel like I have the grasp on the game while being there that I do when I'm able to watch it yes. on TV. Yeah, And so so as great as SoFi Stadium is, like even this weekend, I was going to go to the Rams and the Lions game. I thought that would be kind of an interesting game to be at. But I'm like, I will I will get so much more by watching on television than I will by being there. So to, to go to a stadium to watch the game that's happening cross country on a video monitor, like for me, it's not my deal. But Laura, I, I get what you're doing and, and no, why no. you're doing it. Yeah, if it's like... It- 
I get why the teams do it, and I get why certain fans want to do it. It's just – I'm with Kaplan, Laura. This is not for me. Lindsay, is it for you? I mean, it depends. I think that, like I said, when I watched the Cavs – win in 2016 it was game seven of the nba finals there's nowhere else i would have rather been than celebrating that with all those other Cavs fans because it's like a whole vibe right but, but they had one in 50 years i think that plays sure. and laura sure. laura too to your point the dodgers hadn't won in 32 years like i mean that's a little different too mm-hmm. and last year everyone wanted to get out because of the pandemic and i right. feel like the parking lot situation like i probably would have that's something i would have thought about so going to yeah, yeah i think so that would have been fun but right now i am not like into it enough to do that I do remember that video last year, Laura, of all those people parked at Dodger Stadium honking their horns and cheering and going crazy. And I was like, that looks awesome, except for when I have to leave and deal with the traffic. That doesn't seem so awesome to me. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. (laughs) So you would go. Laura had fun, and Laura's video did go viral. That's true. It did. That is what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Laura, switch to the NFL music as we get to our picks against the spread, normally done at 6.15, but because we're only on until 5.30 today, we've got to do, uh, we got to do it now. Uh, plus, we're playing Radio Tinder in the next segment, too, because we also have to do that. So, How did we do uh, last week? Do we have any results? Do we have I've any got stats? the results, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I don't think I did so well. I only guys. won two games, I think. No, you're wrong, actually. You did. Oh, yeah. We all did well. We all did oh. well. We all bombed the Browns game because we all picked yeah. the Browns. Yeah. Um, was the only one who got the Bills Titans game, and the rest of us got we got points on the rest of the game. So here are the results after last week. Sedano, who got ten points, now is twenty five. I got eight points, so I'm trailing now by two with twenty three. And Cap, who only had fourteen going into last week, got eleven points and now cap is tied with Sedano so it's 25 25 and I've got 23 you know the game that I picked last week that kind of saved me was the Raiders beating the Broncos the Raiders were plus four in that game Uh and I was my my first instinct was they're going to fall apart and be a mess but then I changed my mind at the end and I said you know what I'm going to go with Derek Carr and give him a shot to to kind of be the leader of the team now that Gruden's gone and that Raider win over the Broncos, that was the one that really saved me. So, good. We got a nice, tight competition going now. Good. So, what is it again? What's the tally? Uh, you and Cap both have 25, and I'm a little bit behind you guys with 23. Mm. All right. Cool. All right. Type so, our game. first game, Rams are 16-and-a-half-point favorites against the Lions at SoFi. Jared Goff is coming back. Um, the Rams coming off a big win against the uh, the Giants. I'm going to go with the Rams here. I'm going to make this my four. I, I I think Sean McVay is going to put it on. Now, you can make the case that, you know, Jared Goff's going to want to play really well and his coach, uh, you know, inspired him, yada, yada. And maybe that's the case. That sounds good for like a half. But then in the second half, the better team's going to pull away. I'm going to take the Rams minus 16 and a half, and that's my four, cap. You know, there are so many games this week where there are monster spreads. This is one of them, although it's 16 and a half, not the biggest spread, believe it or not. I also have the Rams to cover the 16 and a half points. I'm confident that it's going to happen. I'm not like hyper confident. So I also have it as my number four. But I think the Rams can cover this by like three touchdowns. And as much as Jared Goff wants to play great, and as much as Anthony Lynn is looking forward to a little mini version of a homecoming which i thought was kind of an interesting piece that sam farmer wrote in the la times 
Um, I think the Rams win this game convincingly, and they'll cover the 16 and a half. I've got it as a four, George. All right, Linz. Statement game by Matthew Stafford. They're going to cover the spread and buy a lot. So I'm going Rams five. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Next, Raiders are three-point favorites at home against the Eagles, who are traveling out to Vegas. Um, look, the Raiders had that great win last week. I don't think I think a lot of people wrote them off, including myself. Um, this week, though, I feel like it's the typical NFL thing where you have a big win, you get the interim coach the first win, and everyone's all excited and pumped up, but we got this, and then there's a letdown game. You're looking at the Eagles, you're like, ah, we should beat these guys. And that spread is too good to be true. I, I feel like Vegas has all those tall buildings for a reason. And when that that spread, Raiders minus three at home, that looks too easy to pick the Raiders. I'm going the other way. I'm going to take the Eagles, and that's my three. I like your analysis about the way the line makers try and entice you to take the Raiders. Well, it worked on me. I am going to stick with the Raiders this week. They got that road win last week in Denver. I think um, Derek Carr is going to have an opportunity now to become the leader of a franchise, not just be the quarterback of the franchise. And for some reason, George, they've sucked me in. I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to give the three points. And that is my number three on the week. Raiders. So disagreement there. Linz, what do you got? I think uh, I'm going to stick with the Raiders again this week because I think maybe they're just a new team without John Gruden. So I'm going Raiders and number two, confidence. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Cardinals are 17.5-point favorites at home against the Texans. And the Texans are terrible. Davis Mills, their quarterback, uh, the young man who's playing for Terod Taylor uh, from Stanford, he's had a rough go of it at times. Um, there's some talent there on the Texans, but not enough. Like, honestly, if the Cardinals – if this would have been 16.5, like the Rams game, I would have probably taken this as my five. But that 17.5, that half is what is has got me all – worried so i'm going to take the cardinals minus the 17 and a half which is insane an insane amount of points delay um but the uh, the texans just i don't know not that good uh and that'll be my two cardinals will be my two well this is going to be my one and i'm also I, i've decided that i'm on all the big home favorites this weekend um the rams and now here comes the cardinals 17 and a half i actually had the line at 18 george and i'll take the 17 and a half but i just got to figure that the Cardinals being undefeated and starting to get a little bit of national respect. And I think that's the reason they go out and just go bombs away and put up a huge win. Because I think that the, the, the Cardinals are a team that people should start respecting a lot more. But I don't think we, I put myself in this group, have enough. So I, I think the Cardinals decide to go out this weekend and just annihilate the Texans. I'll take Arizona. I'll lay the 17 and a half. It's my Lins. number one pick. I'm going to go the opposite way, and I'm going to pick the Texans, but I'm only going to pick it as my number one uh, because I think that this is like one of those, uh, what, what do they call it, a trap game. Yeah. They're going to yeah. overlook them. Okay, So they, they won't cover the spread. All right, we got to go a little quicker here because we're running out of time. Ravens, seven-point uh, home favorites against the Bengals. I know the Ravens just destroyed the Chargers, but the Ravens have played a lot of close games, and the Bengals have been in also, also been in a lot of close games. Now, they haven't won very many of them, but they've been in pretty much all of them. Um, Joe Burrow is really damn good, and the Bengals are actually really damn good. I think seven is too big a number. I think that Vegas real, thinks that people like to uh, bet the overreaction, and the Ravens coming off a big win. I'm going to take the Bengals plus the seven 
And that's my five. That's how confident I am in the Bengals, which I never thought I'd ever say. Wow. Well, we agree on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think people look at Arizona, like I was just talking about, people look at Cincinnati and they go, they're just the Bengals. But Joe Burrow is really good. And there is a lot of talent in that wide receiving core. The Ravens are good. And what they did to the Chargers last week, I don't think they'll do to the Bengals this week. I've got the Bengals. Uh, and and I'm, I've also got that as my five. So... I'm feeling uh, feeling pretty Man, good about this one. I thought that was going to be like a, a thing that could separate us. It's only going to be the Raiders again. All right, go ahead. No, I think we're I think we're going to separate on the next one too. Uh, I'm going to try and separate myself and go Ravens number two confidence pick. Oh wow, that's weird from a Browns fan. That had to hurt just saying it. Um, They're the better team. Well, either way, you would have hurt, but nonetheless. All right, last one: Titans and Chiefs. Chiefs are four and a half point favorites. Um, I normally love a home dog. The Titans are a home dog. But the Titans coming off a big Monday night football win, emotional. Usually that Monday night team tends to struggle to cover the next game. And the Chiefs struggled the first half against Washington, but really put them away in the second half. I think the Chiefs are finding some momentum, but not enough momentum where I'll put a lot on it. I'll take the Chiefs minus four and a half, and that's my one. I'm going to take Tennessee, and I'm going to take the points here from you. And that is my number two. I think Tennessee is much more physical than Kansas City, and that's what I'm relying on. I'm looking for Derrick Henry to have another big running performance, and so I'm taking Tennessee, the home dog, and I'll take those four and a half points at number two. Lindsay, I'm going Chiefs, three, because that's all I have left. All right, fair enough. There it is. Picks against the spread. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. You all heard that. I'm going to give some stuff away. Let's just do it right now. Caller number 7, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You win Rams-Lions tickets, right? That's what we're giving away? Yeah, yep. four-pack of tickets to see Rams versus pack? Lions. This summer. Holy crap, you can take the whole what? family. I it's shouldn't have said anything, seven? and then it would have been me. That's cool. Hey, dude, caller seven. That, that's it. All you have to do is be caller seven. You get a four-pack to right the now. Rams-Lions? Yeah, eight seven 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 ten espn Laura will take caller seven. You get a four-pack. Laura <laughs> wow. will tell us your name, and we'll shout you out on the air. Shouldn't Speaking of shout-outs, real quick, I want to shout-out uh, all my people at uh, South Bay Ford today. I had to get a new car. Honestly, I'm not getting paid to say any of this. What an incredible experience I had with those guys. All right? Shout out to to my guy, Bill. Shout out to my guy, Joseph. Uh, Shout out to the GM, Dan Mueller. Uh, My guy, Terry, who actually sold uh, Ireland a car a couple years ago (laughs) because it's uh, it's Ford and Lincoln there at South Bay, uh, right there in Hawthorne. So shout out to those guys. Speaking of shout outs. So there you go. All right. Linz, what do you got? All right, so for those of you guys not watching the Dodgers game last night, which I'm, pretty, I'm sure that was pretty much all of our listeners, uh, there was actually an NFL game played. My Cleveland Browns hosted the Denver Broncos, and even though the Browns pretty much domi- dominated the entire game, one player failed to make an impact, once again, Odell Beckham Jr. And one former player decided to tweet about it, writing, and this was RG3, Robert Griffin III, wrote, Quote, it's time for the Browns to trade OBJ because they don't feature him. Some games they don't even try to throw to him. He's way too talented to be this poorly utilized. Do you guys agree with RG3 that the Browns just need to trade Odell Beckham Jr.? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I'm going to swipe right on this. I'm, you know, He's not the only one. There's a lot of people saying it. I mean, clearly, uh, Baker and that passing game is better when Odell's not out there. It just is a bad fit. Now, on paper, that might have made a lot of sense, and I know he wanted to play with Jarvis Landry, specifically his teammate from college at LSU. It just hasn't worked, and he's been dinged up. But even when he's been healthy and been fine, like it just hasn't looked right. And he needs to go somewhere, I think, with a better quarterback. If I were handpicking a place for him to go to try to win potentially a Super Bowl, Green Bay. Give him Aaron Rodgers and see what that looks like. Devontae Adams and OBJ. Good Lord. You know, it's funny that you say that because one of my friends who covers the Browns, he thinks that Aaron Rodgers to the Browns makes the most sense. I don't think that would ever happen. But No, you know. he's going to the Steelers if he, when he leaves Green Bay. That's what he wants. We'll see. He does? But. Really? Yeah, that seems fairly obvious at this point. Oh, I, I, I mean, in the offseason it was he wants to go to Denver. No, no, that was that Denver was willing to make a move for him. Well, it was also that apparently his fiance or something is from the area. And that's yeah. where he wanted to be. Maybe, I mean, but now Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh seems to be the team that people are discussing when it comes to him. Wow. I'm going to swipe left on this, and I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, it's, it's really easy to knock a team and they because one Thanks. guy isn't producing. But the reality is, what was it? Was it the game against Arizona or was it the game against the Chargers where on a fourth down, Mayfield threw the ball to OBJ, and he, he, the ball hit him in the hands, yeah. and he dropped it. And so, Likely look, story. So, so you're a guy that's supposed to be a really great player and can make all kinds of spectacular one-hand grabs, but when a ball hits you in both hands on fourth down, you drop it. You know, I feel like Odell Beckham is a lot of hype because he was good for a while with the Giants. Dude, go out and perform for the Browns. Go out and make plays for the Browns. You got a good quarterback, good backup quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I well, think Baker we'll Mayfield see. is above average. 
Well, Baker, look, uh, uh, Baker's listen, not the guy. But but regardless, I'm looking for Odell Beckham to make plays. And and I hear everybody defending him all the time. Just go make plays. On fourth down, you got to make that grab. It hits you right in the hands. Sure. Yeah. You're talking about one singular moment. We're ta- I'm talking about a big-picture situation where he's not getting the opportunities he used to get when he was with the Giants. And by the way, they had other good receivers when he was with the Giants, too. So it's not just because he's got other receivers out there or other weapons on the field. It's a schematics issue, I think, more than anything else. And I just think Baker um, locks in on him. And I think that that actually doesn't help him with the defense, personally. Yeah, he forces it. And, you know, I just want to say Odell has not been the same since he got caught using Stick'em. But that's a story for another day. All right, uh, next one here. Larry David, the creator of hit shows like Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, appeared on the Rich Eisen Eisen show on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. where they talked a lot about his NFL fandom. During the conversation, Larry was asked what changes he would make to the NFL if he were commissioner. And here's what he said the first thing would be. You know, Uh, (laughs) it's funny. Uh, So go ahead, Lindsay, finish that up. No, I was just going to ask you if he has a point about, about the the field goals. Uh, Kaplan, since you were the former kicker, I think you should start. I will swipe left, and I will disagree with my esteemed colleague, the new commissioner of the NFL, Lawrence David. Lar, I love this line. Why are kickers? They're not football players. They don't have skill. I'm sure they're wonderful people. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure their moms all love them, but they're not real football players. I'm getting rid of the goalposts. Bad idea. Those goalposts, that's the history of the game. And kicking the ball through those goalposts becomes how teams win very frequently. And having a great kicker like a Justin Tucker in Baltimore, you can see a guy who can hit a 66-yarder to win a game. I'm an old kicker, so I'm going to have to disagree respectfully with Larry David. Swiping left. Um, I'm going to disagree and swipe left, although I have heard this complaint from a lot of guys who actually played football that weren't kickers. Uh, and they agree with Larry David. So I think if you pulled, like, a locker room, you and I, Kaplan, would be on the short end of the stick. But I know plenty of kickers, um, including you. Um, so I don't want people losing jobs. And and I do think it brings some interesting drama to it. You know, I think it's a specialist, no different than a reliever, per se, in some ways, um, you know, in, in baseball, right? Sometimes they'll pitch to one guy, you know? So... Um, I, I'm okay with it, but I, I, it is a complaint I hear, I, and I hear somewhat regularly from other guys. You don't hear it from other guys, Kaplan? Not really. Do you guys think that uh, Larry David and Rich Eisen had this conversation before they went on the air? Yeah. Or like even before yeah. Larry came in, hey, I'm going to ask you if you're the commissioner of the NFL, what changes you would make? Or do you no, think Larry I don't David think so. I came don't... up with that like right off the top of his head? Yeah, I think Larry David watches sports a lot, and he probably does feel that way. And he's a genius and a comedian, so yeah, he probably could come up come off come up with it off the top of his head. By the way, uh, that obviously that audio courtesy, as Lindsay mentioned, of the Rich Eisen show. So, all right, um, up, one last one, Linz. Go ahead. All right, really quick here. So your smartphone or laptop gives off unique Bluetooth radio signals that can be identified to track your device's exact location, according to a new research study. Just turning Bluetooth off can't always prevent this. Some devices, especially Apple ones, might need to be completely turned off. So when Bluetooth is turned on, devices do their best to keep you anonymous through this random network process. But the study shows that there's enough variation in the signals that each device can be uniquely fingerprinted any of the time. So once a Bluetooth signal is known, researchers were able to follow devices around with an accuracy rate of 96%. 
Does it bother you knowing that your Bluetooth devices make it so easy for you to be tracked? Swipe left or uh, swipe right and I'm done. Okay, real quick. I would say I'm going to swipe left on it. Um, I mean, it doesn't bother me because we've been doing this tracking stuff for a long time. That's why Google exists, bro. Um, yeah. It's not just a search engine. Real quick, Kaplan, go ahead. Yeah, I'm swiping left also. I want everybody to know where I am at all times just in case I get lost. Find me. Help me. <laughs> you could get lost. I don't think there's any question about that. And yeah, Laura, I know we have a heart out here, but you know what? We have we have local programming. It can, it can be it can be pushed back a second. Uh, you know, Sliwa and Michael can relax for a minute. Okay, relax. Ask Slee. Ask Slee. All right, yeah, all right. You can Slee. ask can Slee to relax for a yeah. minute. All right, we got this show that we're trying to finish here. Okay. <laughs>